0: Good morning and welcome to the Black Pill Radio Show. I'm your host, Mr. Tyler. In today's topic, we are talking about podcasting, creating a podcast, and podcasting and video casting being the new black media. Um, I have a bunch of panelists with me today. I'm going to have them introduce themselves and then we're going to get right into the topic. So caller from 310, can you introduce yourself and tell us what your website and or social media tags are?
1: Sure. My name is Ayana Angel and I'm the host of the Switch, Pivot or Quit podcast, which can be found at switchpivotorquit.com and also on Instagram at switchpivotorquit.
0: Excellent. And caller from 770, can you do the same thing, please?
1: Um. Yes. My name is Kristen Black and I'm actually on Facebook Live as The Chris and Miss Betty Show. And so you can find me on Facebook um, at the... The Christmas Betty Show, and also I go live from Instagram at conversations underscore w underscore kristen, and conversations is spelled with the letter K.
0: Excellent. And caller from six four six, can you do the same thing as well, please? Hi, I'm Jamila Sufra
1: of Journey to Launch, the blog and podcast. I'm also a money coach, and my podcast is all about launching financial freedom and helping others do the same. And you can find my podcast. At all, wherever you listen to podcasts,
2: and then I'm on all social media as the
0: Launch. Excellent, thank you, Jamila, and caller from two zero two.
2: Sure, hi, I'm Patricia, and I run a company called The Podcast Maven. What I do is I help people create and then launch their podcast. After that, I take off. Um, I do all of the editing for them. Um, You can find me on Facebook as The Podcast Maven and on Instagram as The Podcast Maven. And my website is podcastmaven.com.
0: Excellent. Thank you, ladies, for joining the panel. Um, So let's get started. We want to talk about the new black media, which is mainly internet radio, podcasting, video casting. Um, A lot of us have our platforms and our channels, and we use that to get our information out there because we don't have mainstream media channels. Um, I think TV one is the only black owned media channel that we really have like media coming out of it. And they just recently canceled one of their biggest media shows. So, you know, a lot of us are going to the Internet. So my first question is going to be for Jamila. Why is it important for us to have our own media outlets as black people delivering content to black consumers and black educators?
1: Well, I think it's very important to have voices that sound like us and people who look like us disseminating information because what I find, especially in the personal finance space, is that, you know, there before I started my podcast and my blog, obviously there are a lot of people um, in an existing space talking about personal finance. And, you know, there are a lot of great African-Americans talking about personal finance. And what I found was that the niche which is financial independence that I am in, which is really more about, um, you know, being able to build your assets to a point where you can retire early or just not depend on a paycheck. That part of, like, the more advanced um, personal finance was not really being talked about by people of color. And so I wanted to create a platform in which other people who look like me um, could could relate and feel like they could do the same. So I really do think that in order to... To be inspired, I mean, you can be inspired by anyone. I've been inspired by, you know, just like, you know, it hasn't been limited to African Americans. I'm inspired by anyone that I can learn from. But I think for, for us, it's particularly important to just make sure we have voices in these different niches and communities because it just helps other people feel like they can do it when they see someone
0: else doing it that looks like them. Excellent. And we're going to talk about the financing aspect in a minute. I want to ask that same question to Ayana. Why is it important for us to have our own black owned, black run, black supported media?
1: I, I think it's, it's to me, it's, it's just because of the um, the connection that we're able to make with one another. Um, like Janiel just said, it's like, you know, when you see someone speaking about things that maybe are foreign to you, But could be of benefit to you, you tend to pay attention a bit differently when you can connect with the person that's delivering the information and when you feel like maybe they can understand where you might be coming from. And that's whether it's a financial, uh, from a financial aspect, from a career aspect, from a wellness aspect, it doesn't matter to me. It's just more so, it's it's the same way as when you see um, role models and how you sort of identify with your role models, a lot of times it's because of someone that looks similar to you or feels like you can connect with them in a certain certain way for whatever the reason is. You tend to to listen up, pay attention, and take the information um, to heart a little bit more just because of the person that's delivering the information. And then it's also about controlling the narrative. You know, sometimes there's a lot of um, misrepresentation out there and people that aren't conscious of, how they're portraying themselves and, um, and their community. So I think it's important for us to just be aware of those things and then also be a part of adding positive to the conversation and controlling the narrative so that we're not always looked at um, in certain lights.
0: Excellent. I like everything that you stated, and everything you stated is very accurate. Christian, what can you add to that in terms of why we need to control our own media content and platforms?
1: Um, yes, and just sort of echoing what the ladies just said, you know, there are so many topic groups that we either belong to or that we aspire to belong to. Um, like I said, as far as, you know, home ownership, somebody may not be a homeowner yet but they want to be in that bracket. There are some people who are suffering with depression or anxiety or, you know, building healthy relationships. And so, I believe it's important um, for us to not only talk about these things as people of color, but to own these things, to show other people in our community that we are able to, you know, own a platform about mental health awareness um, and and own these doctor's offices and own these places that you can come to and listen to or or patronize or to get the information that you need to succeed um, in your personal life and your finances um, in places that you're trying to go and things that you're trying to do. And so I think Ownership is just very important as far as a model, you know, that we can show the people in our community and people in other communities, you know, that we're on the same level, that we can own these things, um, that we can have the right to our things, that we can control what we say and how we say it and how we, we conduct business. And, 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 it, and it's attractive um, to the people of our community and and, our, and people all over the world, honestly.
0: Excellent. So I want to jump next to caller 443. Can you just jump into the conversation by introducing yourself and introduce the website that you have and or the social media platforms that you're a part of?
1: Hi, yes. Hi, everyone. Um, My name is uh, Nakara Campbell, a.k.a. Nikki C., and I am a part of the Remedy podcast, and the Remedy is your inspiration through the chaos. So we cover um, everything from pop culture to um, politics, to beauty, to faith. And you can find us on all places where you get your podcasts, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, and Apple Podcasts. And um, we're also on Twitter um, at The Remedy Podcast um, and also Instagram at Remedy Podcast. So hopefully everyone um takes a listen um we just celebrated our year anniversary yesterday so we're um, little newbies to the game but we've grown um, quite a bit
0: well congratulations black pro radio was one year in as well thank you um so we're striving which is great so nikki the first question we threw out was why is it important for black people to control and own their own media
2: I think it's important for um, Black people to
1: own their own media because it's important that we um, control our own narrative. Um, With the celebration of uh, Kwanzaa, I think uh, one value that I definitely uh, affiliate with is Kujichagulia, which is self-determination, which is defining and naming ourselves. And I think with creatives, we um, sometimes want to um, go into a broader audience and um, with certain platforms, they try to uh, box us in. And I think it's important that uh, being black is not monolithic. We're different. Um, We're everyone listens to different things, does different things. And I think it's important that we just um, make sure that we know we control our narrative so we don't become boxed in or, um, we we put out something that we really don't agree with and we just do it because we just want to hit that broader audience or we think that's what other people want when people really just want you to be be yourself
0: excellent and then that same question is going to go to patricia patricia i know you talked about you didn't you didn't deal with this too much but from what the other lady said how can you piggyback off of that and add to why it's important for black people to control their own content
2: Okay, yeah. Um, I can just echo what all of these other great ladies have said, that when you own something, you, you, know, you have full control. So the way that you are portrayed, the way in which your message goes across is not going to be censored or altered. So I think um, ownership for any community, especially a community that feels that they are underrepresented or misinterpreted, Ownership is the, you know, the first thing that we should strive for, so that our message comes across um, as clearly as we want it to, without any, hmm, without any changes in direction or, um, or, uh, oh, my goodness, what's the word? Without any changes in direction or as honestly and as clearly as we want it to be. So it's about a sense of honesty and integrity. I think that's why ownership is important mm-hmm. and empowerment.
0: Very good. So the next question for you ladies is, um, how is it important or how does your company regarding media contribute to the growth of the black community? And I'll let Jamila take that question.
1: Uh, yeah. So I think it's pretty important financial education and empowerment for our community. Um, is, you know, obviously it's something that there are some intrinsic and some generational, uh, things that have prevented us from building wealth and so I I think now better than ever is a great time where we have so much opportunity and resources available to us that you know despite maybe our upbringing and what our parents didn't teach us it's time to take our own power back when it comes to our finances and so I really do believe that you know uh, like a financial education platform and especially one that talks about not just the foundations are important, so I deal with the foundations a lot, like the budgeting and the mindset, because to me, that, that all determines success. But I want to open up uh, the space that people understand that there is a way to craft and manage your finances so that you can live the life of your dreams. You don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be necessarily an entrepreneur even, you know, but you can still have a good life. with um, what you have, obviously, but optimizing it. And so I think it's just really important because in our community, you know, we don't have some of these foundational topics talked about, especially in the school system. And so I think it's a better time more than ever to talk about it and bring this to the forefront. I like to say that Journey to Launch is bringing financial independence to the masses because when I first found out about financial independence, like I was just in shock that uh, that was even possible, that you can, you know, you could save up and invest your money and there were people retiring and, you know, not working in jobs they hated and so my goal is to really bring that to a wider audience, to our audience, so that they know they can do the same thing.
0: So in relation to our children, how does Journey to Launch help the youth?
1: Well, I mean, my, this, Journey to Launch is fairly also pretty new. Um, so, you know, we're right now in terms of the podcast on episode 26, we released episode 27 this um, week. And the blog is about you know a year and a half old, so for me it's a lot of the information that I'm disseminating is you know online, but I get a lot of parents because I'm a parent myself, who talk about because what I'm you know what I'm saying or what I'm teaching they're passing down or they're talking to to their kids. So that's one way. But what I'd like to do starting in the future is develop programs um, and workshops for the community and for the
2: school. So that's
1: going to be on my list of you know, a long list of things that I want to accomplish um, during the next couple of years.
0: All right. Sounds good. So I want to take that question to Ayana. How does your company contribute positively to the growth of the black community?
1: Uh, I would say that uh, the First Paper Quit podcast contributes in a way that um, for myself, a part of the reason that I even host the show and came up with it is because of my own experiences in the corporate world and it's funny because some of my friends we we joke that I have like PTSD from my personal experience um, because I went through a lot at the company that I worked for and I think a lot of people go through a lot of trials and tribulations in their professional career but A lot of times, especially as women, we just sort of like suffer in silence or we complain to our girlfriends, but we really want out of our situation. And one of the things that I feel like we're trained to do is check the boxes, check the boxes, check the boxes, but nobody talks to you about how do you really feel? What do you really want? What are your expectations for yourself out of life? And at a certain point, you you have to start to have that conversation with yourself when you start to realize, hey this day-to-day isn't exactly working for me anymore. So what can I do? What do I need to do? And uh, the Switch, Pivot and Quit podcast, that's where we come in, and that's why I want us to come in, and that conversation and hearing from other women. And look, I'll be frank with you, my show is, I, I did not set out specifically to create my show for the black community. I set out to create my show for the voice that's not there telling you it's okay to not be, to be fixed it's okay to feel the way that you feel if you're feeling like you're not fulfilled in your day-to-day and you want to change and you want to mix things up. But as a result of me being a black woman, I understand that, you know, there's uh, the majority of my audience that has been drawn to me is black women and they can understand when I talk about things like being the only person in the room and um, and having to represent in conversations where, you know, they're t- it, we're talking because I used to work in entertainment and we're talking about a subject where I'm the only person that thinks to be knowledgeable about the artists or the entertainers that they're talking about. That's pretty awkward when they're always looking at you for the answer. Um, but then outside of that, don't you feel like they don't value your opinion as much. So I think it's it's very important to have the conversations that we're having on the podcast and to let people know how to navigate the space that they're in. That's why I talk to people like HR representatives and people that can give um, great knowledge and insight as to how to navigate your day-to-day world, things that maybe your parents aren't able to teach you because they weren't navigating the same world. So it's just having the conversations that need to be had and giving you the insight that you need, but you might not be getting it from the people that are around you necessarily.
0: Got it. Excellent. So I want to take that same question to Christian. Um, What was it like when you were thinking about creating your podcast? And as Ayana said, she wasn't thinking about the black community in particular. She was thinking about people who don't have a voice. Um, What was your process like? Were you thinking about the black community when you created your podcast? And if not, has it evolved into where you are now thinking about the black community in terms of content that you put out?
1: Well, for me, I'm just a lover of people in general, and so when I sought out to do what me and my mother are doing, so the name of my show is, like I said, The Christmas and Ms. Betty Show, and I'm a millennial, and my mother is a baby boomer, and so we talk about relationship building and the and the importance of building healthy relationships spiritually with yourself um, and with the people that are closest to you, be it family, um, friends, and so forth, and so when I sought out to create this platform, um, working in the area of mental health for almost 10 years i'm able to see that the biggest issue that people are having is relationships and how that colors their home life how that colors their finances how that colors their personal mm-hmm. self worth and esteem how that colors their dating relationships and their marriages and so relationships for me is the foundation of it all and so when i decided to create this Um, it was more so for people in general because to be honest the relationships that we have aren't just all black on black relationships you know we have relationships with people of different colors, ethnicities and backgrounds and so how do I become confident and comfortable within myself to join into a relationship or some type of group with other people that may even look like me or don't And, and and how do I embrace my authenticity and bring that to the table unapologetically in every platform and so when I create this, it was not necessarily for the black community, but however, because I'm a woman of color, many of our audience members are African American, and so it's amazing because in our in our generation or in our culture, you know, we weren't really taught the healthiest ways to relate to our to our family members or friends. And so we have a lot of chaos and tension in our lives, in our homes, because, you know, of the differences. And, and it's amazing to do the show with my mother, who's a baby boomer, who was raised differently and the way that she thinks and the way that she processes life. And it's much different than the way that I think and I process life. But I love the fact that she's willing to be vulnerable and really to be willing to be inclusive to the new way of doing things and also me the same way to her you know adopting some of those traditional values and just bridging that gap so that people can see that yes you can build um, healthy and positive relationships with people of different generations with family members um, and just have differences of opinion but still respect one another and so I just think that that message that we share weekly, um, on our Facebook lives and our um, Instagram lives and YouTube. is just, um, to really help make a better person so that we can make a better world. And I am just an advocate that our relationships are the foundation of it all.
0: Excellent. So now I want to go to Nikki C from the urban tea. Um, what were your thoughts when you and your group were putting together the podcast, um, in terms of who who is going to be your audience, and specifically when we talk about the black community, because you're a black owned platform, um, how was your, your podcast going to help the black audience specifically?
1: Yeah, so when um, we decided to start the Remedy, me and my co host, um, we wanted to be a, a, a hub for women of color because we are women of color. So our main target was women of color, um, whether they be black or brown, that was pretty much our um, outreach, but mostly um, for black women. So when we decided to um, think about guests, who we were going to have for the show, uh, we definitely decided um, that it was going to be black um, entrepreneurs in the D.C. d and area. So primarily all of our – actually, no, all of our guests have been um, women or black uh, entrepreneurs in the area. Um, We've even had um, Representative Maxine Waters on the show. We've had um, uh, a fellow podcaster, uh, P. Ryan from the Hung Up Pod on the show. We had uh, Brittany Waters, who is a local um, DJ within the area, and then, um, even our recording studio, our recording studio, we record out of um, the Trap Factory, which is in Hinesville, and it's ran by a young black man named uh, Dante as well. So, whatever we do, we try to make sure that we buy black, um, or at least uh, facilitate others to buy black, if possible, um, so we can strengthen the dollars within our own community, because that's hard. Uh, Especially we have a lot of young, talented people uh, within the D.C. area or D.M.V. area or all throughout. And we just want to make sure that whatever we do, we facilitate the, the buying of um, black products or helping other black young entrepreneurs or black entrepreneurs, period, within the area.
0: Okay, sounds good. I appreciate everything that you guys are doing with your podcast. I do want to jump to Patricia, who's the podcast maven. And I want to ask you um, a little different question. When you work with your clients, um, who's your target audience? Do you have an array of different people that different groups that you work with? Or are you specifically targeting a certain group? And then from there, we're going to get into the process of setting up a podcast.
2: Okay, sure. Thank you, Kyla. Um, I mostly work with female entrepreneurs. And then to really dig down into my niche, um, I like to work with coaches and authors um, only because a lot of these people are doing, well, coaches specifically are doing one-on-one work. These are the services they sell, and they like to help people... um, individually so i carved that niche out for myself because it's about podcasting as a medium the medium itself allows for um a sense of intimacy and you have the freedom to take a longer time to express yourself and allow people to actually really excuse me to feel as if they really know you so um my niche is mostly female and they are coaches and I target myself towards women who consider themselves to be introverted um, just like I am, because I feel that it's sometimes the quietest person in the room. They have a lot to say, but they take the time to craft it and to think before they speak. um, And, you know, everybody's message is important. Everybody's story is unique and podcasting gives people that medium and that chance. And it doesn't exclude anybody to get their story and their point of view across and diverse voices just make for a better community. So that is what I do.
0: All right. Sounds very good. So we want to jump into the process of that person who starting the new year, they're thinking about creating their own podcast or their own video cast. Um, What advice can we give them before we actually get into the equipment usage and what they can purchase? um, Just tips in terms of you want to create that podcast. What do you need to know? What do you need to look out for? What might the expenses be like? Um, I'll take that question and I'll pass that to Christian. Um, When you set up your podcast before you even started purchasing equipment, what was the thought that went behind that process? And what did you learn? So now what's the tips that you can give out and the advice that you can give out?
1: Well, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing from some of the other ladies because um, I am question, but I will say this. Um, just do it. I know that, you know, for so long we toy with different – we toy with an idea forever. We'll say, I want to do this, I want to do it, I want to do it, and it can, you can look up three four years later and you're still saying what you want to do. And so for me, I was in that similar situation. I've always wanted to do this type of um, – media outlet with my mother. And it's like, oh, we should do what we should do. We just talked about it forever. And so I said, you know what, we're going to do it. And we're going to take what we have. And so basically, because you can't start with what you don't. And so taking what we had, a laptop, computer, um, the iPhone, and I bought a little stand off Amazon for my phone. And that's how we basically just started um, our lives. Facebook live and and once we got started we gained the momentum and, and did more research and things of that nature but sometimes I find that too much research can um, over like paralyze you before you actually get going and so for me it was important to to start and so we started with what we had the computer, the cell phone the little stand and uh, we've upgraded and, and gotten new equipment and we plan on creating a studio um, in my mother's home this year but Um, I look forward to hearing from the other ladies about, you know, the equipment and the things that they got. But for me, it's just important to get started. So if anybody's listening, I can't overemphasize that enough. Start with what you have. Get out there. Get your message out there because somebody is waiting on you. You hold the blessings and the key that somebody needs to enhance their life.
0: So her advice is for you guys to just get started. Start doing it. Don't get overburdened by all of the the processes and the research that you guys are going to have to do. Um, But at some point, you really have to just start doing it, which is good advice. I want to take the same question to Ayana. Don't get into the equipment yet. Just tell us what the process and the thinking was for you when you were going to begin your podcast. And what advice can you give to others that you've learned from that process?
1: Sure. So when I first um, launched the podcast, I had been thinking about doing it for about a year prior. And I talked to other people. Um, that I knew friends of mine who were operating in this space. And for me, I was a podcast listener, so I was looking at it like I want to be able to offer something in this space to my audience that I had already created um, via my website and uh, social media, but I wanted to be very specific with who I was targeting, what my messaging was, because it's easy to just say I'm going to start a podcast and get on and start talking about anything. Um, but for me, I really wanted it to have direction, and I wanted it to be in line with the messaging and the types of topics that I was already talking about and already putting out there. And I wanted it to make sense. And I just what I knew was I hated when I would get on and see the title of a podcast start listening, and it takes them 30 minutes to get to the point of what they said that they would be talking about. That was annoying and frustrating to me. So I knew that I did not want to host the same type of show. So I was very clear about the type of show that I wanted to host and how I wanted the direction and the flow to be. And my suggestion to anybody that's thinking about starting a podcast would be I think you should do your research. I think you should listen to shows and find shows that are similar to how you would want to set your show up so that you're not all over the place. And because it is still a responsibility in that you are, no matter what, at the end of the day, we all have a lot of access to do a lot of things today and put out content now that we never had access to before. But that doesn't mean that you need to put out BS. It means that you need to work on and concentrate on putting out quality content. So make sure you know who else is operating in the space so that, you can be confident that what you're putting out when you finally put it out is able to be mentioned in the same breath as some of the other content that's out there because you're probably coming up, let's say, um, behind the game because you're just getting started. There may be somebody who's been podcasting for a year already. Okay. When you want, when you, I would think that when you have people listen to your show, you want them to think of your show and think of it in the same light as somebody who's been doing this for a long time. So you want that feeling of feeling season. So to me, I think you should do your research. You should know who your audience is, know who you are talking to or want to talk to, know what would appeal to them. And, um, and just make sure that you understand the space that you're getting into before you get into it so that you don't feel like and look like a complete novice. And then know that it is approachable and it is doable. And when I first started, I did not invest in a microphone or anything like that. I actually first started on SoundCloud because that was a platform where you could actually distribute your, your content for free to get started for a certain amount of hours. So for me, that felt comfortable because I didn't know if it was something I would actually want to stick with. So I would just say do your research and understand what the space looks like so that you can maximize the opportunity that you're trying to give yourself. And I actually talk about all of this. I teach a podcasting course for Media Bistro, so if anybody's interested, you can go to com and look up that podcasting course under Ayana Angel, and it's tips, tools, and tactics for creating a killer podcast.
0: Sounds great, and we will post those resources on our website, which is BlackPillRadio.com. On the resource page, we'll have links to different things that you guys have mentioned during this podcast, as well as links to your social media and your website so if anybody didn't get to write that down don't worry about it the link will be up tomorrow and then you guys can follow up with that so i want to take the same question to jamila um just give advice and tips um don't go into the equipment yet because we're going to do that last
1: sure um so similar to what the lady said before me it's really important to just figure out um, like what you like so I was an avid listener of podcasts so for me it wasn't too hard to figure out the direction I wanted to go and the type of guests I wanted to have because when listening to so many podcasts I really understood what I liked. so I really based it off of the things I wanted to learn and what I like and then just to circle back a bit you know you know while like many of the women said like you know I'm a black woman so I naturally attract you know black women listeners which Obviously, that's amazing, but, you know, my guests range, like, you know, I don't only have black guests on. I have all types of guests um, because, for me, the education and inspiration can come from anyone, and so, you know, I do have a diverse group of listeners, and so that's another thing to think about, too, is, like, who are you, Who are who is your listener? You know, I know, you know, we talk about a lot in, like, entrepreneurship, like, your target market and your target audience. Um, so it's important to understand who that is when you're creating the podcast, because then it gives you better ideas of like the content to create for them. And also I would say that, you know, there are tons of resources on support groups actually online. Mm -hmm. When I first was thinking about the podcast, apart from just listening to, um, you know, a lot of podcasts, I just, there's some, there's some Facebook groups that I joined that were just like supportive and helped. Um, you know, figure out kind of like you know, some of the tech stuff, so that was helpful. I also, because I had a blog first, I was able to reach out to my existing audience and ask them kind of like what topics they wanted to hear. So I think if you do have an audience already, um, it's important to tap into them to see what they'd like to hear. And even if you don't have an audience, I mean, I, don't, I think if you're thinking about a podcast, it's never too early, then, you know, just to put up a, you know, a website or a social media handle and start reaching out and asking questions. Um, So I would say the process, you know, there's a lot to put into it, but it's one of those things where you just have to do it because if you think about all the steps there are to do, you might not ever start because there are a lot of steps. But if you take it one step at a time, if you just, you know, continually research and take, if you have to take a course, take a course. But um, it's one of those things that once you start, um, you definitely, you're not going to learn necessarily the best um, until you're actually doing it.
0: Excellent advice. And I'm listing all this advice and I'm going to run it down towards the end. But I want to come to Nikki next. Nikki, what advice would you give to those people out there who are thinking about starting a podcast but are not sure where to go?
1: So, for me, um, definitely what all the ladies said. Um, but for sure, <clears throat> um, I use Podcast in Color. And Podcast in Color is a huge help. It's run by this black woman named Barry. And she has like one of the largest directories of all black um, podcasters or like b- black podcasts excuse me. And um, she just has a really good hub and she gives out advice and like what she sees and what she doesn't like and what she has saw in the past, what she's just like uh, about. Um, so me and my co-host kind of use all of that and try to make sure we have that. So when we first started, we made sure we had show notes um, we definitely like in apple podcast and even on google play and all those other uh, avenues there's a place where you can put all your show notes so that shows where everybody if they're going to be interested in the show it's like like where's the train of thought going on within the show just keeps everybody else on task um and then also just thinking about a name uh even for the remedy it kind of just came in conversation we didn't try to think too too hard it's just like, come on, like something that we want, something that we think we need. And then we threw out the names to people on a Twitter, Twitter poll as well as our tagline. And we just let the people vote on a Twitter poll from both of all of our channels. Um, and we were like, okay, like, what do you guys want? And what do you guys see? Like, what do you think about this or that? And we pretty much relied on a lot of our friends and a lot of our following. Um, so definitely just listening to your following. Um, about what you want, what you want to see. Um, I personally am not an engineer, so I definitely went to a studio. That's not the route you have to take, but um, I'm not an engineer, and I don't really particularly want to become one. So uh, we went to a studio, and Dante's awesome, and he puts it all together for us. So shout out shout out again to the Trap Factory because I cannot do any of that. Um, I do have a mic. Um, which I do appreciate a lot, which is the blue ball um, mic that I use. And um, I use that sometimes when I'm sick and I can't go to the studio, but my co-host can, and I don't want to get everybody else sick. So I do have a studio in um, house and I just use garage on my Mac. Um, but another advice I would give to people who are thinking about starting a podcast, like it's hard, but it's rewarding in the end. And I know at first you think no one's listening to you, but then it's going to be at one point where it's just going to, it's going to be a breakthrough. If you just stay consistent and you put out really good content and you just keep your head up, like, believe me, all your hard work is going to pay off. And I think that's, like, number one, because sometimes it can be really discouraging, but it starts to pay off and you'll realize, like, people really do love what you're putting out.
0: Excellent advice. Thank you. And last but not least, we want to go to Patricia. Patricia, there's somebody out there who wants to start that podcast, but they're not sure which direction to go in. um, Give like one or two pieces of advice for them that could get them started.
2: Sure. Thank you, Kyla. Um, I would say, you know what, they should take on board everything that the other ladies have just suggested. Um, And in a nutshell, you know, just decide when you want to launch and really go for that date and then just do it. Um, Looking at your audience is important. But first of all, you know, look at you. What do you like? What do you love? What do you spend time thinking about? What do you look for? That should give you an idea of what kind of topics um, that, you know, you would follow through. Even if you had a small audience, you're passionate about it because podcasting is a long-term game. And then, like the other lady said, look at your audience and do a little bit of research, maybe on your social media. What questions are people asking? What do people want to know? Where is their confusion? What clarity can you bring? And then, um, you know, digging down into those different subjects and topics, those become things that you will talk about. On the equipment side, Keep it simple. I would suggest you do not go out and buy a microphone immediately. Get comfortable with what you're doing as long as you have a laptop and you can um, download a free software called Audacity. It's awesome. Go for Audacity. If you have a Mac, you can use GarageBand, but you can use Audacity on a Mac or a Windows machine. Um, Start making some recordings in there. Um, And if you're not using a microphone, if you don't have one, the Apple headsets, just the earphones that come with your phone, they give very good sound quality for what they are. And whilst you're getting comfortable with the process, working out the software and just recording, just start with that. Start with that and watch a few videos. Um, I also have an editing course, Podcast Maven. But, um, you know, watch a few videos, learn how to put your stuff together and then just get it out there people will be forgiving if you know you stammer a little bit but just tell them in the first couple of episodes it's important to me to get this out there i hope to grow better i need your support and please give me feedback and i'm always open to suggestions on how i can make the sound better so i would say you know what decide give yourself a deadline and put it out there um and then when you know a little bit more about what you're doing that's when you can start investing in the microphone okay just so on the content first before you start getting into the equipment
0: sounds great thank you for that advice so let's run through the list right now we have just do it so for those who've been researching for a long time and you're still procrastinating just get out there and start recording the content and putting it out we need clear content stick to the point As one of the ladies mentioned, sometimes it takes a long time for podcasters to get to the point that the podcast was originally about. And some people are frustrated with that. So just jump to the point. Make sure that your content is of quality, quality recording and quality information. Also, you need to know your audience. So it's important that you might want to survey your audience um, for those who have existing blogs and things like that. See what your audience is interested in talking about. There are support groups out there for you guys. So look into that, whether it be um, support groups from different websites, support groups from blogs, um, support groups from meetup.com. Just go into those different support groups and they can help you kind of put together the podcast. Also, listen to your followers. um, Work with your passion. Whatever you're passionate about is probably what you should be talking about. Um, We did mention one resource, Podcast in Color. So look into that. And then lastly, have a launch date in mind. At some point, you got to set a deadline to uh, achieve this goal of launching a podcast and then make that happen. Um, And that's very good advice, ladies. So now we want to get into the equipment because people out there really want to know, what are you guys using? Um, And take like a minute and a half to answer the question because we got 15 minutes left on the broadcast and there are five of us online. So people want to know what you guys are using in terms of mics, mixers. I know Nikki C mentioned that she actually goes to a studio, um, which is one way you can do it. You can go to a studio and they can do everything for you. And you guys just kind of talk or you can do this at home. Your studio could be also mobile. So you can take this on the road. We all know we need a laptop. So that's just the first thing. Everybody needs a laptop. But outside of a laptop, what are you guys using to create your content? And Jamila, I'm going to start with you.
1: Sure. Um, so I really, just like you said, I have a laptop and I have an ATR 2100 mic that I got off of Amazon. I also bought like a boom arm to go with it. So it just connects to my desk or my kitchen table. And then I have audacity to edit. And so I would say this is, was a huge like benefit or tip that, like you know, if I could do all over again, I'd do it again, is that I learned to edit my podcast myself first which was, you know, it took a lot of work and it was frustrating and it took a long time and I really don't enjoy editing, but I'm glad that I did learn how to edit because it just gave me an idea of, like, you know, one, what I could do to improve, like, just the flow and it gave me that technical skill. And so, you know, I also hire out sometimes people to edit. I'm working with a podcast editor now. Um, And before her, I was working with a group that, you know, that I actually didn't, deliver on a episode edit like the night before. And luckily I knew how to edit myself so I was able to like do it myself. So like that's one of the things I know we didn't really you know, haven't touched on yet, but just like that skill set of just even if you're not gonna continue to edit, I mean, it, it is a good idea to at least understand the editing process. So for me, I'm really simple. I record in my in my kitchen on my kitchen table or in um, my bedroom if if my husband is um, you know downstairs and so I just have my computer my ATR 121 mic the boom arm oh and I do use um, headphones so if I'm recording with a guest I use headphones so that way there's no echo um, or feedback on the other end so I have headphones for that and um, Yeah, that's really it. And just Audacity is for me when I'm editing it myself. So two questions for you.
0: Are you using an audio interface? Sorry? Are you using an audio interface? Like a mixer or a box that goes from your mic into your laptop so that you can mix it? Or are you just doing that straight through Audacity?
1: No, I'm just recording it straight through Audacity and editing it from there.
0: Okay. And then you and then men- I
1: also host another thing we
0: mm-hmm. And then you mentioned um so your broadcasts aren't live, they're pre recorded and then you upload them.
1: Yes, it's not live, it's pre recorded. I you know, I record it and edit it and then upload it. And my host is Lipson, That's another important thing to decide where do you want to host your podcast. And so
0: I hosted Libston. Okay. Excellent advice. And around how much would that be? Because if you're going to use a host, you have to pay for a host, whether that be blog talk or whatever. So how much a month roughly are you paying for your hosting company?
1: Well, Lipton, they have, when I first started, and I'm sure they have the code out there, it was free for 30 or 60 days. And then they have plans starting at just $5, um, I believe, depending on like how often you upload. But my plan right now is $20 a month, hosting through Libsyn, and I I love, I I really like them, Um, you know, they publish straight to YouTube automatically, and a whole bunch of other platforms for you automatically, um, which I really like, so that cost for me is $20, but I know they have a, you can start out for free, or they have a $5 plan if you want to go a little lower.
0: Okay, and for those who are thinking about launching a podcast, you got to think about a hosting company. For video, like YouTube would be a hosting company. You can have your videos on the YouTube platform or the Vimeo platform when you guys are doing video. Similar, when you're doing audio, you're going to need a hosting platform, whether that be SoundCloud, Blog Talk, Lipson, like she mentioned. And there are a bunch of others out there as well that are pretty good. And the prices will vary on a monthly basis. Some of them are free, but the free ones are usually give you like five to 15 minutes of of uh, time. And if you need longer time than that, then you're going to have to start paying for hosting unless somebody else has a freer resource out there. So we're going to go to Christian next. What is did, what are the, what are the uh, equipment that you're using right now for your podcast?
1: Cool, yeah. While we were talking, I went and looked on some of my previous orders to see what we got. My mom, actually, which is the crazy part, is the is tech person, and she's a baby boomer. But anyway, we have the Logitech laptop webcam. We just got it off of Amazon, um, the C615, um, and so you just put it on top of your computer, and it's really amazing, and it really has, like, upped the quality. I also got a tripod. Stand for my cell phone, um, it's flexible. You can make it tall or short, um, depending on where we are, if we're standing or if we're sitting. Um, and so that's been super helpful. And the Eberry Cobblestone Microphone, um, which is my favorite. We tried another brand, um, and it didn't work as well. And so we went on with this one, and our sound quality has been pretty good ever since. And we got all that on Amazon.
0: Sounds good. So let's go next to Nikki C.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, I don't know if you break it yeah,
2: up. Yeah, so
1: I um like I said, oh sorry. Can everyone hear me? Yes, we can. Sorry about that. Yes. Um <laughs> So I use um like I said before, I use Studio <laughs> um because I'm not Talking an to the microphone I mean, my please my co-host she, she, my my co-host is an engineer well she can engineer she went to school for that but it got little taxing with um, full-time jobs and all those good things so we um, we pay we go to a studio we record at the studio and he mixes it all for us um, our sound whatever we need added within it um, but when our co-host moved, one of our co-hosts moved to Lynchburg, Virginia, um, that, that was the problem, but we figured it out. So um, all of us, all of our co-hosts, we all have the blue snow mic, and then we record, um, two of my co-hosts record it into Audacity, and then I record into GarageBand um, whenever we're sick or when my co-host isn't here if um, she's in Lynchburg. She records into Audacity with her uh, Blue Snowball mic, which she got from um, Best Buy. You can even get it on Amazon as well. And it comes with a nice little tripod. It has a USB port. You just plug it on in. And she records directly into Audacity. And then we FaceTime her. And I put on my headphones, me and my co-host, when we're in the studio. And we listen to her. And then she sends over the audio to our engineer. And he mixes it all in together. Um, Just making sure like our timing is right um, when we're all when you're listening and it's not like weird gaps or overlaps and it's like does it make sense? (laughs) So that's what we do now.
0: Okay, so that's an option for you guys out there. If you guys don't feel comfortable setting up everything yourself and buying the equipment. Um, you can look into just paying for studio time and then they have engineers that will do all the technical work for you. And then you guys can just focus on being host and focus on the content and the interviews, um, that would probably be more pricier and that's not going to be mobile because the studio is in one location. So you always have to go to the studio usually, um, but that's something to think about if you guys are not tech savvy or you really just don't want to do the extra work of the tech side, the editing side of things, you can hire somebody to do that for you. so I'm gonna come up to Ayana next and what is what is the equipment that you are using right now for your podcast, and is your podcast live or is it pre-recorded and then you upload it um no, my
1: podcast is not live, but I have done three live shows uh meaning that a little different than what we're doing right now live with an audience um listening at a venue but day-to-day or weekly because my podcast comes out twice a week um I, it is pre-recorded i use a yeti microphone uh which is i did a lot of research on microphones and i would suggest that like one of the previous guests said before you go investing in a microphone or anything Just get started so that you make sure that this is something that you really need and want to do. Um, But I ended up buying my microphone from Best Buy, and that was once I was, like, you know, quite a few episodes in, and I was like, I like this, I'm doing this, so I went ahead and purchased it. Um, The programs that I use when I record just myself, uh, because I do these seven-minute Sunday shows, and when I record those, uh, I just use QuickTime um, on my computer. And there's a recording feature. So that's by myself. And then when I record with guests, when I'm interviewing somebody, I use Zoom um, and the, the – the, um, Young lady that I was just speaking talking about going to a studio, um, I just thought about it while you were doing it. It might make you guys' life easier and cheaper if you guys as guests just all hopped on Zoom. I, the quality might not be exactly the same as the studio, but you can probably still send it to your engineer and just have him mix it, but you don't have to then mix the audio file. It's just everybody's already recorded because Zoom allows you to have more than one person on at a time, but I think you might have to pay. A certain fee after you get to a certain amount of people. Anyway, um, I edit myself and I use GarageBand to edit, and um, and it's pretty easy. The one thing that I will say about Audacity is that just note that you have to download Audacity online. And, um, and it does, like a previous guest said, it does work for both Mac and PC. But there is like a, I don't know if it's exactly called a plug-in, but there's something that you have to do in order to get the audio files, to be able to pull audio files from your computer. So I just think that's worth mentioning so that if somebody is a complete novice and they download this and they think, why isn't this working? I thought this was so easy. Just look at a YouTube video to, to guide you through it, I would say. So, those are the things that
0: I use in my power of record. Outstanding. And last but not least, we are going to go to Patricia. Patricia, since you're the podcast maven, what equipment are you using?
2: Wow. Okay. So, um, when I started off, I started, like I said, with the Apple headset. Um, and, you know, I've done a couple of tests on microphones and the blue snowball is great the yeti people either love it or hate it it also depends on um how well you use it and your recording (laughs) environment but i'm going to say basic set basic set start with the atr 2100 i think another lady mentioned that she uses that and that's an absolutely fabulous mic um First of all, it's really sturdy, so you don't have to be worry about any accidents with it. The sound quality is very good. So don't be too worried about the price. The sound quality is good. And now you mentioned also if you asked if anybody's using a USB interface. Um, if you don't know what that is, you can Google it, but you don't need it to get started. But with the ATR2100, it comes in a pack which has a USB connector, so you can just connect straight into your um, into your computer, into your laptop, or it has another cable which will allow you to connect to your USB interface if you want to get more involved in the mixing. So um, for a starter pack and even carrying on, the ATR2100 is an excellent choice. One thing nobody did mention, which is um, a really cheap buy, it'll cost you $10 at the most, it's a pop filter. If you want your sound to be good and um so that you don't have plosives, explosives on the mic when you mention that is like P because they really pop you just want to invest in a pop filter Um, don't get carried away the cheaper ones still work as good as the most expensive ones most of the time and that will cost you about ten dollars but then you know people won't be hearing a popping sound every time that you're speaking and you know it can help with people who smack their lips sometimes people don't actually realize that they do that and when you're listening to it it can be quite loud and distracting um as we said, with editing, GarageBand, excellent option to get started if you're on a MacBook. Um, Audacity is also another option. You can use Zoom if you're interviewing people. It's not my favorite. I prefer to record over Skype. And you can get a free Skype recorder if you're on a Windows machine. Or you can buy a software called Ecamm if you are on a Mac. Um, Yeah, I don't want to throw too much information at you. But, um, you know, if people have any more questions, they can feel free to contact me and ask me. Ask me on social media. That's fine. I'm happy to give advice. But you just need those basic things to get started. Um, We talked about hosting. Libsyn is a great option. Um, If you wanted to host on your WordPress site, you can look at Blueberry. There are other hosting options. BuzzFeed is good. Some of the newer ones coming up do your research do your research and find out what people say about them some companies have come up and disappeared in the last two years so you're better off speaking with somebody who's got a good price range for you to get started and who has you know who has been around for a long time and can tell you about you know can answer your questions about what you want to do um, and that's that's basically it keep it simple Start recording and just put it out there. That's my biggest advice. Just put it out
0: there. Excellent advice, ladies. You guys gave a lot of great information. Um, we didn't talk too much about the interface, which is something I'll just mention. I use a Zoom F4, which gives me six microphone plugins. So when I go mobile and I do my, my setups, 90 seconds. When I do my setups where I have people in studio, I can connect up to six microphones and record that live. Um, And that's something you might want to think about if you're trying to do something big like that. If you're just doing a one-on-one, then just stick to the advice the ladies gave because it's very good advice. Um, Last thing I want to do is just really quickly, five, six seconds, just mention your name, your social media, your website so people can find you. Again, I'm going to list it in the resource page, but I just want you guys to do it now. We'll start with Jamila.
2: 60 seconds.
1: Sure. So I'm um, Jamila Soufrant, again from journeytolaunch.com, dot com blog and podcast, and you can find me at all social media as JourneyToLaunch, and then again journeytolaunch.com. dot com, and anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find my podcast. Ayana. Ayana Angel of the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. You can find us at switchpivotorquit.com, Switch, Pivot, or Quit on Instagram and um, Facebook, and SPQ Podcast on Twitter. And uh, you can listen on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Blog Talk Radio. Nikki C? Yes, and this is Nikki C from the Remedy Podcast, and you can find the Remedy on anywhere where Ten you can the Ten seconds. Um, You can find um, The Remedy um, on Twitter and the IG at Remedy Podcast. You can also find me at The Urban Tea, and that is my um, blog, TheUrbanTea.com. Christian? Yes, I'm Kristen Black. I'm Conversations K on Facebook and Twitter. On Instagram, it's Conversations underscore W underscore Kristen. Conversations is always spelled with the letter K on each of those. And my website is ConversationsK.com. And you can find me and my mother's show, um, The Kristen Betty Show, on Facebook and on my personal
2: IG page.
0: And Patricia.
2: Thank you. Okay, so it's Patricia Q. Jenkins, and I'm known as the Podcast Maven. My website is podcastmaven.com. You can find me on Facebook as the Podcast Maven. I'm most active on Instagram, and it's the underscore podcast underscore Maven. Um, And I look forward to chatting with you guys and, and answering any of your questions.
0: Excellent. Thank you, ladies, for joining the panel. I appreciate you guys all. I will have all of this information listed on our resource page by tomorrow. So just go to blackpillradio.com to our resource page, and you'll be able to contact the ladies directly and listen to some of the advice that the ladies have. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's a new year, new start, and we're going to be bringing you some wonderful content. And starting in March, we're going to have video content as well. So I wish you guys the best, and we will see you in two weeks. Peace.